When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of course, we've got the big festival of football happening this uh, weekend. And, of course, we'll be speaking to representatives from Manchester United, Leeds United, Crystal Palace, and tonight from Ashton Villa, all thanks to Illuminate Garden Lighting, a world-class team player. Now, this gentleman, who resides now here in Perth, scored, I think, around about 90 goals in over 200 games for Aston Villa. But he'll go down into football folklore, and I reckon he's probably heard this goal a million times. But I'm going to play it for him again before I introduce him. Venture down the left. There's a good ball played in for Tony Morley. Yes, that was the European Cup final. It's now known as the Champions League. Of course, a 1-0 victory in that final against Bayern Munich, the powerhouse of uh, Germany. And there's a great photo of Peter Wyth with Gary Shaw and Tony Morley, of course, parading around the arena after they won the European Cup. And I must ask Peter Wyth as we welcome him to the program now. Peter, thanks for your time. No, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's nice to speak to you again, Peter. Yeah. Who, there's that photo, and you've probably seen it, yourself, Tony Morley and Gary Shaw. Who's the fella who's uh, actually wearing the European Cup on his head? Um, well, we all had to go wearing the European <laughs> Cup on the head, but I think, I think on the picture you're talking about is probably Tony Morley. Yeah, I think it might be Tony Morley, but uh, it was 40 years ago. Does it seem like yesterday still? And how many times do you get reminded about that goal and that special moment for the club? Um, it's vivid in, the, in my mind, and it's, um, it's funny enough because I went over to Brisbane to watch the game over in Brisbane. Um, and I remember, like, there's hundreds of Villa, well, thousands of Villa supporters who were over in Brisbane. And I went and done a couple of functions. And that's the question that most people ask me. Um, do you still remember the goal? And I says, why wouldn't I? It's one of the most uh, iconic sort of goals for Aston Villa in the history with regards to winning the European Cup. Mm. So um, it's just... It sticks in my mind, and it's um, people ask me the question about hitting the post. I was telling them I was trying to play a one-two, but they never stopped it coming back to me. <laughs> so there's there's lots of stories that are coming out. Oh, it come off your shin? Did it come off your foot? Did it, you know, it's it, it's a creative thing that people just want to add little scenarios to it. 
I heard, of course, Brian Moore called that goal, and he was an outstanding commentator. He was my first introduction, actually, to English football, and, of course, he called your goal there. And saying that, you know, you're capped 11 times by England. You're a, a, an absolute star player in your time. And, you know, when you look at your career, you played well over 500 times uh, in uh, UK football, in English football, with a number of clubs. But you've always held... Aston Villa, who you turned out for just under 200 times, is very special in your heart. Aston Villa has been your club, hasn't it? Well, it has. I was born in Liverpool and I was an Everton supporter as a youngster. But I joined Aston Villa and I spent 10 years at Aston Villa, five years as a player and then five years on the staff doing various roles as assistant manager to director of football to director of coach. Um, Sorry, director of scouting. So there was many roles that I held there. So it, and we were brought up. My three boys were all born in different parts of the country. So Jason in Liverpool, Stephen in Nottingham, uh, you know, and Gareth in Newcastle. But they all sort of an, have an affinity to the Midlands because that's where they were brought up. So we sort of look upon Aston Villa as, um, and all all my boys have that affinity as well. You actually mentioned uh, when you were told that, of course, your future didn't remain at Aston Villa and you had to look at another club to continue your professional career. Uh, you felt lost yep. for a period of time because uh, Villa was very much in your heart. What was that like, that experience when you had to move on after, I think, spending uh, five or even more years there in the, in that stint? Yes, it was very disappointing. We, The chairman at the time was Doug Ellis, and he was of the opinion that my knees were shot, and he only wanted to offer me a one-year contract. So I said to him there was other clubs who were offering me a three-year contract, and he said, I don't think your knees will last that long. Well, lo and behold, I played three years at Sheffield United. I came back to Aston Villa and played a couple of games in the reserves, and I said to Mr. Ellis, you know what? I'm still running around now. Mm. So he, he just made what I... It was hard to, to leave the club. Um, but I just felt that I had more to offer. And, um, you know, it was just one of them situations that it arises in football. So, you know, you put it to the back of your mind with regards to um, having to leave the club. But... Fortunately enough, I went back to the club as a, as assistant manager and had five another five great years there as well. Having a look at Aston Villa, you mentioned the huge fan base that was up in Brisbane and it's a sellout here on Saturday night. Let's hope the rain stays away. I don't want it to be too damp for Man United Aston Villa. But, of course, one of your major supporters is Prince William, who just loves Aston Villa. And there was even talk they were trying to get him out here to see the game at Optus Stadium on Saturday. Have you crossed paths with probably the most high-profile Aston Villa supporter? Um, it's funny because I was I was doing work at Aston Villa. Um, so we're sort of, um, we do sort of corporate work. Um, there's sometimes, you know, four players, sometimes six players that we all, all the former players um, and I was, I'd come out, I was coming up the stairs and I knew he was there, but I didn't sort of think, and he was in one of the boxes. And as I come up the top of the stairs, the security people were pushing him along. And as he went past me, he had a double take. He sort of looked back, 
but of course the security people were pushing him on. I'm sure that he wanted to come round and say hello to me. <laughs> but um, as I say, because of the security and that, they were moving him along. So I haven't had the opportunity to meet them, but. I haven't given up hope. Yeah, I tell you what I've noticed, uh, and I've been to the UK a few times and had the pleasure of broadcasting some significant matches in the UK. And uh, I went with a former Manchester United legend to Old Trafford many years ago. We actually went over to broadcast the 96 FA Cup final between Manchester United and Liverpool, where Eric Cantona scored the winner. Anyway, I took along Francis Burns, who now lives here. Of course, France was, okay, yes, yeah, France was part of the late 60s, of course, when uh, Manchester United got to the European Cup and played with the likes of Nobby Styles and those sort of players, you know, Jack, uh, Bobby Charlton and all that. They never forget, and this is what I say to a lot of people, they never forget their legends of past eras. Do you notice that when you go back home or maybe the Aston Villa supporters that you saw in Brisbane, they all know or have heard of Peter Wythe? Well, it was ironic, really, because I'd, I'd done some work there, and then a couple of lads that I know from um, from the Melbourne Lions and people that I know from Adelaide Lions uh, said to us, "Oh, we're going to the Pig and Whistle down in in Brisbane, opposite the city in the town hall." Mm. So I said, "Okay, I'll go down. I'll maybe meet you and maybe have a drink with you." Anyway, I went down, there was about like three police cars all parked outside and I could hear this noise. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this sounds noisy. And I come round the corner and the city town hall was just covered and everyone was, all the Villa supporters. I went in there to just have a quiet pint at about six o'clock. I was still drinking the same pint at 10 o'clock <laughs> because I was just, um, and it was not, it wasn't it never, it's never a problem. They keep coming up to me and they say to me, look, you know, you must be fed up with this. And I just say to him, no, I'm never fed up with this. You know, this is what I, I sort of remember. I remember this as a youngster watching football and thinking to myself, if I ever become a footballer, I will never ever disrespect the supporters. So I spent sort of four, well, probably from six till ten, just taking pictures with people. And um, my son rang me from the UK and he said, Facebook is absolutely inundated with pictures of you. So, yeah, it's it's great that people um, remember and hold us in a, in esteem, which we we are very proud of. The former players are very proud of, um, you know, having that sort of affinity with the with the supporters. Aston Villa are a big club. They've fallen on some hard times in recent years, but now they're back in the Premiership and they've got Steven Gerrard as their manager. How do you see the 2022 version of Aston Villa under Gerrard? Well, I think that he came into the team last year and he was, at, um, <clears throat> he had, he was given the team, as it were. And this year he's made his signings in the summer. Um, maybe he'll keep on making a few signings. And I watched them against um, against Leeds the other day. It was a it was quite an exciting game with regards to chances. There was a penalty and a penalty missed. That double save, great saves by their goalkeeper. He pulled off three magnificent saves. So there was chances at both ends, and then Villa got the penalty. And I, I looked at the shape. Although they made a lot of changes, and this is what they do in preseason games. I could see the formula that he was trying to play and, and the way that he wanted to play. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, perform um, 
on Wednesday when they play against the Brisbane Roar. And then it'll be interesting to see how they go with Manchester United. So looking forward to the games and the system that he seems to be playing um, seems to be working. So we're just we're hopeful that with the signings that he's made and the way that the team is, is progressing, that we're going to have a good season this season. That's what we're all looking forward to. And Peter, where will you be? And if any role that you may have on Saturday night at Optus Stadium? Well, I'm, I'm sort of acting as a, a bit of an ambassador for the tour because I'm living here. Um, Chris Price, who lives over in um, Brisbane, he was involved as well. So I'm doing a lot of work this week. Um, we're doing sort of promotional work. We're doing some coaching. We're doing other things. Um, they've got a, a, a function at the Raffles Hotel where they're going to meet meet um, players and meet meet the managers. So it's going to be an interesting week. And then, of course, I'll be at the game, of course, mm. uh, on Saturday. Fine. Supporting. Finally, uh, I think a question a lot of a lot of people would like me to ask you: How did you end up in Perth, Western Australia? <laughs> well, uh, if you look through my career, I spent probably over twelve years working in Asia as the national coach of Thailand and the national coach of Indonesia. My wife has a brother and a sister who live down here in Perth, and um, so she she came down here for the, for the break uh, while I was at a tournament. And she said to me, I don't know about any other country, because I, I always thought that we were going to retire in Cape Town. But I came to Perth and I thought, what a fabulous country this is. So we decided that we'd, um, we'd try and get visas to come here, which we were successful in, get, in getting the visas. But of course, with my coaching career, I was always backwards and forwards. And we never really stayed here for the long periods of time. And then because of COVID, um, you know, we've been here, of course. Um, so that's how it ended up that I moved here. Mm. Uh, but normally I've got family all over the world. So um, I'm normally not here as much, if you see what I mean. I'm not normally here for two or three months and then I'm sort of different places. So, yeah, it's it's nice to be here and it's great weather, great part of the world. Um, I've said to all the, you know, the Aston Villa players and the staff, you you think the Perth is such a fabulous country. You should have actually stayed longer, played a bit of <laughs> golf and got to, know, got to know the place a bit more. Yeah, good on you, Peter. It's been a pleasure having a chat to you. It really is. Uh, look forward to maybe even bumping to you on Saturday night. Uh, thanks very much for spending some time with us. I could chat to you for ages. I could even chat about your experience in Thailand when you're banned on the uh, touchline for wearing shorts, but that's another story. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the game on Saturday night. Okay, thanks, Pete. Nice to speak to you. Peter with uh, Aston Villa Royalty here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. We'll take a break. It's all thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre.